0: Welcome to Zikhu Daafsi Manmember Ram Golda, and today we're Zekhu Sukha the third parak, Ulufa So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Abris is stated, Gazel Aitzim Asichak Behan, Divere Kol Enu El Deme Aitzim, if one stole pieces of wood and made a Sukha with them, all agree that the original owner has the right to receive Only the value of the wood and the robber may keep the sukkah. The Gemara brings an incident where a certain elderly woman came before Rav Nachman and said to him, The Reish and all the rebundant of the Reish house have been sitting in a stolen sukkah, for its wood has been stolen from me. She screamed, demanding that her wood be returned, but Rav Nachman paid no attention to her. She said to him, A woman whose father had 318 servants which Rashi says as a reference to Abraham Avinu, who owned 318 servants, is screamed before you and you pay no attention to her? Rav Nachman ignored her and said to his students, this woman is a screamer, and she's entitled only to the value of the wood that was torn from her, but not the wood itself. Point number two is, A dry luv of his but Rav Yehuda is maksheret. Rav said that the malchok pertains to a luv, but not to an esrog. The Rabban sabri makshinu lul of for the Rabban hold, that we make a Hekush between the Louvre and the Esrug falls. My Esug Boy Hadar af Luv Boy Hadar. Just as the Esrug requires beauty, so to the Luv requires beauty. Whereas Ribi holds that we do not make the heckish, and the Louvre does not require beauty. Esrog however, concerning the Esrog, everybody agrees that it requires beauty. When Rub is challenged based on the fact that Rabbi Huda says, Yogdenal Mala, one should tie a Louvre at the top if the leaves are spread apart, presumably. Because of hither, the Gemara answers that Reputa holds that the words kapos tamarim can be read kafus, tied up, to teach that the loop should be tied. And if it was spread apart, one should tie it together. The Gemara is unsuccessful in proving that Rav Yehuda requires hither for a Luav, but does refute Rav a statement that Rav requires hither for an Esrog from the fact that Rav review is Maksher, an old Esrog. And pointing me through the Mishnah and Haftes on the base stated, Niktim Roshul Puzzle, if the Luav's top is clipped off, it's Puzzle. Rav said that they only taught this concerning the case where the top is actually clipped off, of all nistak Kasha, but if it was merely split, the lulav is kosher. The guru questions whether a split luv is kosher from what taught. a brice in the pasul A luv that is bent over that looks like a fish hook, barbed, meaning that it has thorny stems protruding from its spine, split or curved like a sickle, is pasal. We see from here that nistak is pasal. Rapapa said, the aviki The brice refers to a case where the lulav is made like a hymnak. Rashi explains that the brice is not referring to a lulav whose leaves have split open, but rather to a lube that grew in the shape of a hymnoc which is a metal tool used by soframe that is forked at one end. If the luv grew in this shape, it appears to have two spines, with the leaves reaching in the opposite directions. Such a luv is possible, but a lube whose leaves have split open is kosher. So once again the three points are number one, a price has stated If one stole pieces of wood and made a suckle with them, all agreed that the original owner has the right to receive only the value of the wood, and the robber may keep the sukkah. The brings an incident where a certain elderly woman came before Avnacham and said to him, The Reish Galusa and all the rabban in the Reish Galusa's house have been sitting in a stolen sukkah, for the wood has been stolen from me. She screamed, demanding that her would be returned. return for paid no attention to her. She said to him, A woman whose father had 318 servants, which Rashi says is a reference to Avraham Avinu, who owned 318 servants, is screaming for you, and you pay no attention to her? Rav Nachman ignored her and said to his students, this woman is a screamer. la and she's entitled only to the value of the wood that was torn from her, but not the wood itself." Point to two, the a Yavish puzzle, Rabbi Yehuda Makshur a dry luv of his puzzle, but Rabbi Yudah is a Makshur Rabbi said that the Malchukz pertains to a luv but not to an esrog. The Rabban Savre Makshin luv of For the Rabban hold that we make a hackish between the luv and the esrog. As follows. Ma my esrog boy hadar av luv boy hadar, just as the esrog requires beauty, so too the luv requires beauty. Whereas Rabbi Yudah holds that we do not make the hackish and the luv does not require beauty. But Rabbi continues Aval be esrog hadar be However. Concerning the esrog, everybody agrees that it requires beauty. When Rav is challenged based on the fact that Rabbi Huda says "yagdenu Lamala, one should tie a luv at the top if the leaves are spread apart. Presumably because of hither, the Gemara answers that Rabbi Huda holds the words "kapos tomarim" can be read "kafus," tied up, to teach that the luv should be tied up "vimaya parud yachdefenu," and if it was spread apart, one should tie it together. The Gemara is unsuccessful in proving that Rebuta requires hither for a luv, but does refute rub a statement that Rebuta requires hither for an esrod, from the fact that Rebuta is makshir, an old esrod. And pointing with you, the Mishnah of Haftes Amabes stated, Nikdam Rosho Passo, if the luv's top is clipped off, it's Passover. Huna said that the only taught is concerning the case where the top is actually clipped off, but if it was merely split, the lulav is kosher. The more questions whether a split lulav is kosha from a brace of the pasul. A lulav that is bent over, that looks like a fish hook, barbed, meaning that has thorny stems between from its spine, split or curved like a sickle, is pasul. We see from here that nistak is pasul. Rapapa said, da'abit The Bryce refers to a case where the lulav is made like a himnach. Rashi explains that the Bryce is not referring to a lulav, whose leaves have split open, but rather to a lube that grew in the shape of a hymn, which is a metal tool used by sofrim that is forked at one end. If the lube grew in the shape it appears to have two spines, with the leaves reaching in opposite directions, such a lure is possible, but a lube whose leaves have split open is kosher. Alright, so now we go to the sim for Dalamadaf and our standard sim relates to the word law we use a judge as the sim a judge. So here goes, the woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood she claimed was stolen, became enraged when he gave her a dry lulav and an old S-rug as compensation and told her they were kosher and not to worry that the lulav was split. Once again, it's low motion. The woman screaming at the judge, judge, that must be warned of, Olive, the law. The woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood. She claimed was stolen, which reminds us that bris has stated, If one stole pieces of wood and made a sukkah with them, all agree that the original owner has the right to receive only the value of the wood, and the robber may keep the sukkah. And the Lord brings an incident of the elderly woman who screamed at Rav Nachman, who was sitting in a sukkah made of wood that was stolen from her, and he told her that all she gets is the Dimei so the woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sikka made from wood she claimed was stolen became enraged when he gave her a dry lulav and an old esrog as compensation and told her they were kosher. Which reminds us it was taught in a braised yavish puzzle, Reb Yudah a dry lulav is puzzle, but Reb Yudah's Rava said that the mahluk pertains to a lulav, but not to the esrog. The rabban Sabri Makshin luv of For the Rabban hold that we make a Hekish between the luv and the esrog as follows: My esrog by hadar, ap luv by hadar. Just as the esrog requires beauty, so to the luv requires beauty. Whereas Reb holds that we do not make the Hekish and the luv does not require beauty. Rav continued, however, concerning the esrog, everybody agrees it requires beauty. The Gemara refutes us on the fact that the is Makshir, an old esrog. So the woman, screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood, she claimed was stolen, became enraged when he gave her a dry lulav and an old esrog as compensation, and told her they were kosher, and not to worry that the lulav is split. Which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Haftes Amabe stated in Niktim Roshul Puzzle if the lulav's top is clipped off, its puzzle, Rav said, they only taught this concerning the case where the top is actually clipped off, a volnistak kosher, but if it was merely split, the lulav is kosher. When a brace is brought that says a split of is puzzle, Papa answered the Bryce refers to a case where the lure was made like a hymn. while she explains the brace is not referring to a of whose leaves have split open, but rather to a lure that grew in the shape of a hymn, which is a metal tool used by sulfuring that is forked at one end. If the lure grew in the shape, it appears to have two spines with the leaves reaching in opposite directions. Such a of is puzzle, but a of whose leaves have split open is kosher. So once again. The woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood she claimed was stolen, became an rage when he gave her a dry luluv and an old rug as compensation and told her they were kosher. And not to worry that the lube was split. Alright, so now it's time for a four-blot Daf Chazorah. So the similar Chavzayin is a kazoo. So here it goes. The boy who drove his neighbors crazy playing his kazoo, kazoo? That must be wearing Daf The boy who drove his neighbors crazy playing his kazoo straight, for the amount of time it takes to eat 14 suudos, which reminds us as Malchok is where we ask regarding how many Suudos one must eat in the sukkah based on the concept of teishuken to duro. Rabbi Yezir says one must eat 14 suudos since in one's house he eats one meal during the day and one during the night. And the Chambi say there's no fixed amount except for the first night because they hold in a house if one wants to eat he eats and if he doesn't want to eat he doesn't. So the boy who drove his neighbors crazy playing his kazoo straight for the amount of time it takes to eat 14 suudos who then left the sukkah and went to a second sukkah to do it again which reminds us. It's a melko because Rabbi Yezir, and the coming whether one can use two different sukkahs Based on the Pasuk of Chagasukas Tasil Chal Shivas Yamim, B'yazir holds one must erect a sukkah that is fit for all seven days, and the Chamim hold Asesukkah B'Chag, meaning if one only requires a sukkah for one day, he must erect a sukkah. So the boy who drove his neighbors crazy playing his kazoo straight for the amount of time it takes to eat 14 su'udos, who then left the sukkah and went to a second sukkah to do it again, was immediately escorted home because he was told he must only play in a sukkah that was his family's possession. Which reminds us, that the Malchus on the Chachamim, whether one can fulfill his by dwelling in his friend's sukkah. Rabbi Ezra holds that just as a person does not fulfill his chiv, to take a luv on the first day of sukkahs with his friend's luv, based on, so too a person cannot fulfill his by dwelling in his friend's sukkah. For it's written, Chagah sukkahs ta'aseh Achagah you shall make for yourselves for some days, from which we derive Mishol the sukkah must be from your own possessions. The chamis say that one can fulfill his chiyuv in his friend's sukkah, for it's written, Yeshu all the natives of Yisrael shall dwell in sukkahs. The Pasach teaches, Yisrael, Ruin that all Yisrael are fit to sit in one sukkah. Rashi explains that the Pasach implies that the entire nation can fulfill their chiyuv by going into a single sukkah, one person after the other. Duff So the symbol of Chavchess is a strong man. Koach. A strong man. So here goes. This strong man, strong man. That must be more in Duff the strong man who was furious when birds kept burning up over a sukkah and falling over his heavy weights, which reminds us that it was Tana Bryce at Hillel Zaken and 80 Talmud, 30 of whom were worthy that the Shekinah should rest upon them as it did on Moshe Benu, 30 of whom were worthy that the sun should stand still for them as it did for Yushu Ben Nun, and there were 20 who ranked in between them. The greatest of them was Jonas Menuziel, and the least of them was Rune Yochum and Zake. After enumerating all the capabilities of Rune Yochum and Zake, that it says about Jonas Menuziel that when he sat and learned Torah, any bird that flew over him was immediately burned. So the strong man who was furious when birds kept burning up over sukkah and falling all over his heavy weights... Storm passed a group of women eating outside the sukkah, which reminds the Gemara. asked why we need a halakhah moshmisinai to teach that women are puts from sukkah if it's a mitzvah asif shes mangrama. Abai answered that it's needed as otherwise one might have thought and duro. The Torah's command you shall dwell in sukkahs and implies you should dwell in a sukkah the same way you dwell at home. Just as in a home a man and his wife dwell together, so in a sukkah man and his wife should dwell together. Rava said that halakhah is necessary to exempt women from sukkah for one might have thought that the gezer shavah of chamisha sar chamisha sar the links the Pesel comes to teach that just as women are Chiven Achilles Matsa, even though it's a mitza's asisha's mongrel, so too they're Chive and Suka. So the strong man who was furious when birds kept burning up over a suka and falling all over his heavy weights, stormed past a group of women eating outside the Sukah, and broke down the door only to find a little old man wearing hummus. And reviewing Mishnayas. Which reminds us that Bricey describes how a person should make a sukkah dearest keva, such as bringing his nice kaeling and beautiful linens to the sukkah, also states Mishan and Basuki analyzes his Torah learning in the sukkah. The Guru asks if this is correct, since Rav has said that reading Chumash and reviewing Mishnah should be done in the sukkah, but analyzing the Torah can be done outside the sukkah. Rashi explains that the fresh air outside helps one have a clear mind. The Gemara answers that Bryce is referring to review material that he already clarified, whereas Rav is referring to new material. Ktess so of the simur test is a cot. So here goes. As the empty cot cot, that must be worn. Dov Chav tes. As the empty cot in the sukkah got soaked from the rain, while the family ate inside, which reminds us, it was time to write that if one was eating in a sukkah and it began raining and he left the sukkah and continued his meal in his house, that even if it stops raining, we do not trouble him to go back into the sukkah until he finishes his meal and wishes to eat another meal. Rush explains that once he sat down to continue his meal, he's no longer chayev to return to the sukkah, even if it stops raining. And similarly, if one was sleeping in the sukkah and began raining and he left his sukkah and went to sleep in his house, even if it stops raining, we do not trouble him to go back to the sukkah until it becomes when dawn begins to break. So as the empty cotton the suka got soaked from the rain, while the family ate inside, the master poured a pitcher on the face of a thief, which reminds the Mishnah brought a mushroom from when one is forced out of the suka because of rain. To what is compared to a slave who came to pour wine for his master and he poured a pitcher of water on his face. The Gemara here brings a bright that clarifies that it's as if the master spilled a pitcher of water on the slave's face and said to him, I don't desire your service. So as the empty cotton the suka got soaked from the rain while the family ate inside, the master poured a pitcher on the face of a thief. You try to sneak in and steal his lulav. Which reminds the opening mission of the third parakel states, a lulav ha-gazol puzzle A stolen lulav, or a dry one, is possible God regarding a stolen lulav that it's understandable that on the first day of the Chag, it's possible because it's written lechem. You shall take for yourselves on the first day, the Dal of Meaning, which implies mishal lechem, they should be your own property. But why on the second day of the Chag should a stolen lulav be puzzle Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Bar-Yachai, Mishim mitzvah Bar-Yachai, because it's a mitzvah that's brought about through an averah. An object that's acquired through the is unfit for use in the performance of a mitzvah. Dolph-lamed. So the Simmer daf-lamid is a mulamid, or a rebbe. So here goes. The rebbe, rebbe? That must be more in daf-lamid, the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmud paid the toll, which reminds us that the source for a mitzah Baba Bear comes from a comparison in the Pusik that links stolen offerings to lame ones, just as a lame animal cannot be repaired as the blemish renders it permanently unfit to be offered, so too a stolen offering cannot be repaired, and it makes no difference whether it's before Yeish or after Yeish. The more than brings the mush of a king paying his own tolls to serve as an example to travelers to not avoid the tolls, when the nimshal being that Hashem wants Yin to learn from him to distance themselves from theft. So the Rebbe, riding on a lame goat who made sure all his and paid the toll, got stopped by cops searching for a loving being used on the second day of Siklus, which reminds us that the Gemur brings Rebbe Yitzchak Bar Nachmani, who said in the name of Shmuel, that a stolen luluf is only possible on the first day of Yantav. But on the second day of the Chag, and thereafter, the rule is that since a person can be yotze with a bold luluf, he can be yotze with a stolen one. While well, she explains that Rebbe Yitzchak Bar Nachmani holds that the only reason a stolen luluf cannot be used on the first day is the Torah's requirement that it be his own property. Just as on the second day he may use a borrowed of he may use a stolen one. So the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmidim paid the toll got stopped by cops searching for stolen ululav being used on the second day of Sukkos. While a nearby merchant instructed Nachim to cut a dozen twigs, before giving them to him. Which reminds us, of Huna's guidance to the Dalad Mini-merchants regarding selling hadasim, that they should let the Nachrim cut the twigs themselves, since Nachrim generally steal the land in which the Hadassim trees grow, but Karka and Inixellus, but land cannot be stolen. This way, the Yeish Balim will be in the Nachris' hands, and then or Arashus will be in the merchant's hands. All right, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avangol, and I wish you a great day and great learning.